Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome to Double Take, a podcast by Yaqeen Institute about the questions and ideas around Islam and Muslims that give us pause. Remember to subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Muhammad Zaad, and today we have a very special episode. I'll be passing along the hosting duties to one of our guests because we're joined by the Double Take production team to share a preview of season two and reflect on season one. With me are Tarek Tama, the producer of Double Take, and Farah Abu Ghazela, the digital marketing manager at Yaqeen Institute and also the executive producer of Double Take. Farah and Tarek, welcome to Double Take. Tarek, you can take it from here. Jazakallah khair, Akhi Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome, everybody. Uh, it's a, an honor and a privilege to be here on my first uh, appearance in front of the camera. And uh, we're going to jump right into it, inshallah, uh, and talk a little bit about first an overview of how the show has been so far. And before we actually go into the contents of season one and season two, I want to actually just open this question forward, inshallah, to all of you guys, specifically Muhammad and to uh, Farah, about what your hopes and expectations were about uh, for Double Take as a show. Uh, how have what did you want going into the show, going into it? Uh, what were your uh, uh, your hopes and your dreams? What did you hope that it would become? Uh, so we can kind of even just reflect on uh, our progress up to that point and even open the floor for people's thoughts and feedback uh, along the way. So Muhammad, I'll actually bounce the question first back off to you. Muhammad, what were your hopes and your dreams for Double Take as a podcast? Jazakallah khair, Tariq, and thank you so much for your work. And Farah, thank you for your guidance and work as well. Um, for me, two reasons. Two reasons I got involved in Double Take. The first one is um, I've known Yaqeen for a, for a while. I've known Sheikh Amar and some of the, the fellows, researchers, uh, and amazing people who, who work behind the scenes at Yaqeen for a, for a fairly long time. And I had a frustration that for someone like myself who honestly doesn't read so much, um, I live a relatively busy life. Um, there's so much amazing content that's being developed by Yaqeen, but I just, I, I don't have the time to read it or, you know, people in my circle um, are not reading it. And it just frustrated me. So I'm like, we need to, we need to make some of this content very accessible because it's like a tip of the iceberg. Sometimes in Ramadan, we, we get pumped up by a, a series by Sheikh Amar or Sheikh Yahya or any of the the amazing speakers, um, some of the sisters as, as well. And um, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So the purpose of me getting involved is really to bring that body of knowledge that exists in the amazing organization of Yaqeen, bringing it to the surface and, and, and allowing people to access it a bit more um, easily. And the other reason is um, we all know the purpose of Yaqeen is to dispel doubts. And having lived in the Middle East uh, for the last eight years and now we're back in Sydney, I realized that there are some universal doubts amongst Muslims, even those who are practicing. Um, we, we put stuff under the carpet and, you know, just whatever. Um, but really, if you scratch uh, the surface a bit, there are some things that are uncomfortable in our lives with regards to some of the teachings of Islam or, or whatnot. Um, and so I was hoping to be one of the vehicles that kind of dispels the myths um, and also uncovers the truth. And there are amazing people who have done so much research on some of these doubts. Um, and I, I really just wanted to be part of it. And the last thing I would say, um, 
you know, when, when you see something amazing and sincere and, and, and people doing some brilliant work, you just, you gravitate towards it. And honestly, I, I just, I want to be part of this thing called Yaqeen, which is doing such a great service for the Ummah. You know, subhanAllah, uh, so many times when we're behind the scenes trying to plan out an episode and, you know, what are the points that we want to cover? I know that you always go back to that point of, you know, well, what's the doubt that we're, that we're really trying to get at here? And sometimes, you know, I know that there's, there's bigger picture things that we really, that we're, that we're trying to get toward. That's always, it's sometimes difficult to jump right into it. You know, sometimes you need that background information and whatnot. Uh, but I can, you know, testify to the fact that you're always trying to get to that root concern because subhanAllah, any, and every single one of us knows people who struggle with their faith. Uh, uh, as well as it's, it's not even about necessarily people who are struggling with their faith, but sometimes it's just the corners of our minds and thoughts that we know are there and we sometimes don't go into because we don't know how we'll navigate out of it. And so uh, I definitely hope, inshallah, that those those root concerns, uh, uh, are there any big picture questions that you and those those root concerns that you uh, that you're you know really hoping that we're able to tackle? Uh, just in season one, um, there was the question of hellfire. Um, actually, just a few days ago, my, my wife was, was doing a halakha and it came up again. Uh, and so I revisited the episode again. And it's a serious question, you know, like if Allah is, is infinitely merciful, then then why why a, a prolonged, why an eternal hellfire? Things like that for me, I don't really ask that question to myself. But if it's asked of me, you know, I need to have an answer because if I just put it under the carpet, it, it's not good enough. Like I want to, I want to feel like, yes, that makes sense. Um, as opposed to just, you know, brushing it off and, 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 and waiting for a, a rainy day. So things like the hellfire question, um, things like I'm doing all the practices of Islam, but I'm not really finding peace. Um, just, just, you know, everyday questions that I think, um, come up, but I, I have shied away from, you know, in, in my life. Definitely. So then Farah, I'm going to bounce a question then to you as well. And, uh, uh, Coming from your perspective as the executive producer of this sh of the show, uh, somebody who uh, is very familiar, of course, with the the broader work of Yaqeen as a whole, uh, uh, I'm also wondering what your expectations, what your hopes were for the show, uh, and maybe how it even fits into Yaqeen's uh, services as a whole for uh, the Muslim community. You know, Muhammad summed it up really well. Actually, um, his two points were, uh, I think, two points that I had as well. Um, you know, I wanted to make, even though, you know, Yaqeen does a great work, uh, does a great job of taking, you know, the papers and creating other, you know, pieces of content that, um, that is aimed to make it more accessible, whether it's videos or infographics that are based off of these papers. But sometimes there's just so much information, information to digest that a simple infographic or even, you know, a more elaborate inf infographic isn't enough. And it still leaves you kind of wondering. And, um, you know, double take was supposed to, is supposed to, um, kind of alleviate that wonder, uh, and keep people from not wondering, as Muhammad says at the start of every, uh, episode. Um, and then, uh, in, in addition to what Muhammad mentioned, um, I also wanted our audience to get the opportunity to really connect with some of our scholars as well. Um, we kind of know them as just the authors, right? Um, or they are on, you know, one of our series or they're just giving lectures, but we never kind of see them having that conversation about their topic. 
Um, and, you know, just kind of having Amman air, having Muhammad really kind of dive into the, the root doubt as you guys were talking about, that's, I think that's very important because it allows the audience to connect to what we're trying to say, what that information is in the paper versus just kind of speaking to them. You're kind of, I want to say you're almost having a conversation and walking them through those thoughts to hopefully in the end, um, uh, you know, curb that doubt, if anything. Farah, yeah. I, I just wanted to, if you don't mind, Tariq, like, you know, just that point about, um, you know, just uh, meeting the scholars and speaking to them about the, it's so important because, you know, when you're writing an academic paper, you it's, it's very, very measured. It's very mm -hmm. precise. It's very yeah. thought out. Um, but really, there are some things that have driven, you know, that paper to be written. And also, mm -hmm. when you write about, say, for example, you know, uh, Allah being the one who who accepts the repentance, and really, like, it, it's easy to, to write it, but but to live it and experience it, that's that's what I want to see. You know, I want right. to feel it in real right. life. Like, so mm -hmm. what you wrote right. on a paper, has it really changed your life or not? And if not, you know. Like I, you need to go a bit deeper. So for me, like exactly. having that conversation yeah. about it and the pr just just makes it more practical as opposed to you know something that's very 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 polished. But I wanted to add on to that point. You know, these papers are academic. They're well researched. They're um, you know all of our scholars, all all of our contributors and writers. They have such you know um, I don't know how to you know explain it. But they're experts in their fields. They're scholars, right? And so their papers reflect that. The language reflects that. But sometimes for, you know, an everyday person, that's hard to digest, right? It's hard to really understand. And then you can't really ask a paper a question, right? If there's a sentence in there or a paragraph or an explanation that just doesn't make sense to me, I'm not able to, you know, digest it. I'm not able to really understand it as, you know, an everyday person. Well, I didn't really benefit 100% from that paper. Yes, I may have, you know, learned a lot, but I still have this lingering question. And the purpose of, you know, Double Take is to meet with these scholars and to have a, you know, just a normal conversation with them. And, you know, the, um, the, the episode with Sheikh Muhammad actually is a great one because his paper is so well written and, and so full of information. But when we had that conversation with him, he brought it down on such a basic level, a basic way of understanding the idea of the existence of hellfire in relation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. Um, so it's, and I think, you know, that really was the goal of Double Take, to just make it so much easier to understand and to ask those questions that people are still wondering or and still shy or is maybe not culturally appropriate to ask. Yeah, to, to bring us upon Allah to that point even that was mentioned about, you know, getting to know the people behind the papers. Um, two articles come to my mind that I think um, when I knew the context of where the authors were coming from, it changed the significance of the topic being discussed. The first one, uh, Dr. Tamara's uh, uh, art, uh, episode on the Hajjud. Uh, and the second one, uh, Dr. Yusuf Shahood's uh, uh, article on um, the reasons for doubt that Muslims experience. 
uh, subhanAllah, so the first one, uh, she had mentioned basically this background story of uh, having basically been with, uh, uh, she, uh, having newly accepted Islam, relatively speaking, uh, and being asked uh, if she, uh, Essentially, if she had if she had prayed the hajjud and saying, "Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, I did," she didn't even didn't even know what the hajjud was at that time, and then picking up this habit from these other Muslim sisters who would regularly pray the hajjud, and how this became such an anchor for her in her life and her relationship with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So when she comes and she tells you, "Hey, this is why you should pray the hajjud," it's different than somebody just telling you, "Hey, this is a good thing to do," versus somebody telling you, "Hey, this was an anchor for my experience in coming close to God from the very early stages, and even just the surprise of how she came." to know about it and then seeing how it grew with her and then how she made it something that she discussed with her family and whatnot. Uh, uh, it introduced a new dynamic. And then and then uh, with uh, Dr. Yusuf's article talking about religious doubt and sharing his concerns with how we sometimes simplify things Islamically when somebody is speaking about, the, uh, about let's say, the, the state of Muslims as a whole, saying, oh, the Muslims are all like this or our ummah is like that. And he's like, well, I mean, we could actually study these things and see if they're actually true because you're not, it's not like you're talking about religious values in that case. You're describing Muslims. And, and, and that's something that he different, that he even uh, uh, detailed how, you know, he's describing Muslims. He's studying Muslims, not necessarily Islam. Uh, 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 when he's, you know, describing the cases of people's doubts and whatnot. He's not saying this is Allah that says this is what you know. He's saying, well, this is how people feel. This is what they're experiencing. And knowing about these things changes how we talk about. Uh, uh, Muslims as a whole and the community as a whole and uh, uh, it's really interesting when he he kind of mentioned that it came from this frustration with how Islam was being talked about and I think it gives you a newfound appreciation for where these pieces are coming from they're coming from the very real experiences of day-to-day -day Muslims like ourselves uh, uh, and then you know trying to get down to you know the truth and the answers of the uh, the answers to the best of our ability so I want to bridge this now into uh, uh, the next question which is really just highlighting some of the things that we liked about what was done uh, well in season one. Uh, especially right now, we've already started shooting episodes for season two, and uh, we've refined some things in our process and how we uh, conduct the interviews and whatnot. Uh, I'll direct this first question to Muhammad, and then we'll go to you, Farah. Uh, what was your favorite episode in season one? Zakla khair, Tariq. I had, um, look, they were all good, and I learned a lot through the process um with every single one um but two two epiphanies i had um and in no particular order one was the the hellfire episode i never thought i'd ever kind of look at hellfire as a as something that's therapeutic um and uh i think i think i came to understand a little bit more um you know, the purpose of the purpose of punishment and hellfire. Um, and I had it in my in the back of my head, but for it to be so articulate um and to be explained really well, um, I think that's that that was really good. And also to dispel some of the doubts regarding, okay, well, someone who, you know, didn't have the message or whatnot, is he really gonna be in or she gonna be in hellfire forever? So that was good. That was really good. And it was it was concise. It was to the point. The other one um, changed the way I deal with most people in my life, and that was the trauma episode. Um, for me, uh, I didn't really understand trauma um, thoroughly and certainly didn't understand the impact of trauma on someone's life, let alone their religious, you know, uh, their religiosity. So 
what that episode did for me was I've, I've stopped judging people, honestly, man. Like I really have. And people have gone through tough, tough things in their lives. They're probably still going through tough things in their lives. And if, and sometimes that's manifested in, in not just a lack of religiosity, but just generally speaking, you know, struggling to keep up, you know, and struggling to be positive and whatnot. So the trauma episode for me was, was, was a good one. You know, um, I'm a, a second generation um, Lebanese Australian and uh, we came or my parents came uh, during the war and it's much like the story of most migrants to Australia and when I look at Muslims around me um, who've come from Somalia um, or even those who were born and raised in Australia and uh, come, come from kind of Anglo parents and then were kicked out of the home when they became Muslim or whatever like people, people have had traumatic experiences. They really have. Um, and honestly, it, it just wasn't a topic that I'd, I'd, you know, read about or listen to a podcast about. So when I was forced to prepare for it, and then I heard um, our, our lovely sister speak about it, it really, it really, you know, it cemented the point and the purpose of this podcast for me, which is to, to bring to light some of the burning issues that we probably put under the carpet. SubhanAllah. Um to I'll, I'll toss in now mine before we continue the conversation uh for me the more that i reflect on season one honestly the episode that comes to my mind the most is uh, uh, uh dr Uthman omarji's episode on uh the question was will my children be muslim uh and uh i remember him even mentioning something along the lines of like well you know you can't really even a ask that question because allah knows best you know but uh the idea behind that episode was the, the idea of how um religious identity is developed and so he talked in general about the idea of something like uh, dual identities that sometimes we'll talk about uh, young muslims who have you know a face at home and a face at school and uh he 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 expanded that to say well you know we all juggle you know basically different layers of identities within ourselves and depending on the environment and the context one identity will be stronger or will feel one or he, the word that he he said it, it could be like more salient. Uh, and so subhanAllah, the way that he framed the entire concept of religious identity and how it develops and then the role of parents, uh, it's it's become, I think, so much easier for uh, everybody as a whole to say, well, this is the society that we're in. This is the world that we're in. These are the cards that, we, that we've been dealt. And to almost kind of lift our hands and say things are out of our control. But uh, through the work that he brought forward and the research that was presented and, and, and everything else, it became very clear how big of a role not only do parents have in the uh, the development of a person's of a young a person's identity of a child's identity uh, uh but that you know we have much more control than sometimes we even think at the end of the day of course it's all up to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh but when we look at it from like a defeatist mentality or, or from the, like a defeatist perspective that khalas you know things are already too hard we actually don't we actually won't even appreciate that there's a lot more that we could potentially do, especially when we have the guidance of, uh, uh, you know, the Quran and Sunnah. And it's something that I'm ex excited to continue that through line into some episodes in season two, where we talk a little bit more about how uh, to use values from the Quran uh, uh, and from the Sunnah to do a better job with raising our children. And uh, I feel like those episodes are relevant both for people with children and without them, because at the end of the day, we have a role in our community to be teachers as well as to even sometimes teach ourselves things that we didn't have a chance to learn when we were younger. Uh, and so uh, I think those types of episodes, they're, they're, they're relevant far beyond even just people who have children. 
and um, so we'll continue now, inshallah, to the next question, which is uh, a little bit more of a, of a um, behind the scenes type question. What were some of the things uh, that you were uh, hoping that you could change a little bit for season two? So I'm sure that we had, I mean, of course, we know like any you know production, there's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be ups and downs. Uh, what are some of the things that you're hoping to adjust and change? And I'm going to direct this one first uh, toward Farah, uh, uh, the executive producer. Uh, uh, some things that you maybe would like to see adjusted or improved, or even things that we did well that you really want to hammer in on. Uh, uh, and some things that we might see adjusted from season one uh, going into this next one. I want to say, you know, an area that uh, we really want to kind of hone in more on, at least in my opinion, is the conversational aspect. Um, some of the episodes, you know, when talking to academics, it's they get so passionate about their topic. Um, and we want to maintain that conversational uh, feel of the episode. So if I was going to a sheikh and asking him a question or presenting a concern, how would that back and forth be? Uh, because at the end of the day, we want the audience to feel like they're the ones talking to the guest. So essentially, you know, uh, Muhammad is representing the audience. Um, and so, you know, you'll always have questions, you know, you know, to ask the scholar or, or areas you want to build upon, or maybe even dive in deeper. And, you know, in season one, Muhammad did an amazing job in that. Um, and that's definitely something that we want to continue in season two and even make it more conversational, make it more, um, uh, easy, like just more, and I don't want to say relaxing because some of these topics are heavy topics, but just easier, easier to understand, easier to listen to, uh, more accessible. Um, uh, for me, that's, you know, uh, what, what I would what I would want to kind of focus on in season two, inshallah. Jazakallah khair, Farah. What about you, Muhammad? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was going to say the same thing. Um, so just just to be more relaxed, you know, to be a little bit more natural. Um, I once did an interview. Uh, I haven't been kind of in front of the camera much in my life, but um, I, I used to have a podcast um, and I interviewed someone who's, who's really famous, like really, really famous. And we sat there, spoke for about 90 minutes. And in the end, and it was just kind of a one-man show in terms of me uh, producing the, the show and, and cutting it at the end. And uh, the only thing that I outsourced was sound design. And out of the 90 minutes, um, literally the episode became 15 minutes because those 15 minutes were the only moments where the, the guest was was – authentic otherwise he was his stage persona you know um and that's a challenge like for me um interviewing some of the scholars uh like it's it's just about building a rapport and it's about getting that kind of the human side where they're talking um not as an academic but as as a member of the muslim community and that's hard that's really hard um so if we can crack it this season, inshallah, um, then then we've made uh, major strides. Jazakumullah khair. So I'm going to ask the last question now, uh, which is looking forward to season two. Uh, I'll start with you, inshallah, Farah. What are the topics or the themes that you're most looking forward to us covering? 
Great question. I'm going to try to answer it without giving any spoilers. Uh, so, you know, season one was focused on finding the doubt and we're focusing on that as well in season two. But what I'm really excited about with season two and kind of the topics that we're covering is so the overall theme is really how do we, or I feel when looking at our topic list and our episode list is how do we really connect with the Quran and really with our faith? Um, you know, season one, we were really diving into these questions and these doubt and really trying to understand certain topics, very specific topics. But with season two, it's almost like we're taking a step back and, um, and trying to fix or strengthen our foundation um, uh, and our faith so we're able to tackle more of those doubts. Um, so I'm very excited to, you know, to continue recording and listening to all of these scholars and sharing with us how can we use the Quran, how can we use our faith to, you know, tackle issues that we deal with in everyday life. Yeah, when we were doing subhanAllah, the planning for season two, one of the things that we wanted to, to do differently than season one, season one, most of the topics that we covered were based on essentially some of the, some of the more popular articles that Yaqeen has published uh, in the past few years. And with season two, we looked for something a little bit more cohesive. And the broad theme that we're running with, inshallah ta'ala, and that this is the, uh, the breaking news now for this episode. So congratulations to those who have listened in uh, uh, this long. Uh, but it's the world through the Qur'an. So really looking at some of the values within the Qur'an uh, and how they can help us shape uh, our perspective and our view of the world as a whole. Uh, and uh, so I, I definitely think that uh, we're going to be, inshallah, um, exploring a broad range of, of subjects still. But that through line of using the Qur'an as the, the thing that shapes our perspective, I think that's going to be seen, inshallah, throughout all the episodes. Uh, Muhammad, uh, what about you? What are the topics or themes that you're uh, excited uh, for uh, for us to be exploring in season two? I I get most excited about the burning issues that I have in, in me, and I think maybe that resonates on the camera as well. So two two things that I can't wait for. Um, one is uh, with Dr. Jinan Yusuf. Um, we're covering Assalam uh, and how to find peace in your life. Like you pray, you fast, you know, you do the main the main things that that Allah asks of you, but you know, maybe you're not finding that sense of serenity or content, uh, contentment. So um, she covers that really well. And actually, it's a it's an amazing body of work that she's worked on, um, which is to to reintroduce Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to. So that's one. And the other one is, um, I have, uh, you know, probably uh, a non-linear relationship with the Quran. Um, I learned at a very late stage of my uh, my life so far um, and I still can't say that I'm fully connected to the Quran I really can't um, so the conversation with uh, Sheikh Muhammad al-Shanawi is is going to be a good one um, about how to connect and how to how to gain that tadabbur Jazakallah khair so uh, I'll give mine, mine and then uh, we will wrap up this episode inshallah uh, probably the episode that I'm, there, there's two topics I think that I'm really excited for. Uh, one of them is with uh, Dr. Jibran Khokar, uh, and that is about uh, using a Quranic approach to talk about uh, drugs and alcohol 
uh, with young Muslims. It's similar, I guess, in theme uh, to the episode in season one, which was with Dr. Uthman about, you know, parenting and, and, and whatnot. Uh, but the focus here, especially if coming from somebody whose background is in uh, uh, neuropharmacology, uh, and he's done so much work uh, uh, and research in a formal capacity uh, uh, on, you know, the topic of how, you know, drugs and whatnot, you know, affect the developing minds of young people. Uh, it's a beautiful bridge, mashallah, between, you know, science and uh, faith and mm. religion. Uh, and the uh, second topic that I'm most interested in, uh, in exploring, inshallah, is with Sheikh Ibrahim Hindi. So he had a series on uh, prophetic parenting. It's a, uh, it's a video series. We're hoping, inshallah ta'ala, to have a conversation with him uh, that will uh, uh, dive into uh, essentially these principles of parenting. I'm noticing now that there's a theme with all the, the episodes that I really like, uh, but I, I really do feel like, subhanAllah, so, ma so many of us, so many of us, uh, are, are going into whether it's, you know, youth work, whether it's community work, whatever. And we are taking on these roles of trying to, you know, teach the religion, preach the religion. And what better uh, uh, principles to take from than the, than the principles that are supposed to be uh, taught and delivered from, you know, parents to children. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm excited for those. So, um, Jazakumullah khair, guys. Uh, I'm excited for you to have children of your own. <laughs> Inshallah. <laughs> Inshallah, when the time is right. Uh, so, Jazakumullah uh, khair, guys. Uh, honestly, this was a, it was a fun episode, and who knows? Depending on the feedback, maybe we'll do some more of these behind-the-scenes conversations. Uh, and uh, Tariq, I look forward, Inshallah, to more. Yeah, I, I have a few things to say, if you don't mind. Um, can I hijack Bismillah. the last time? So, first of all, Jazakumullah khair it is yours. to you and to to Farah for um for doing all the heavy lifting really i'm just kind of coming up and, and in france so thank you so much that's number one number two um a shout out to my nine-year-old niece who's not no longer nine-year-old uh, but she she features in every episode um, <laughs> but for the purpose of this show she's nine um and uh and the other two things i wanted to mention is you know one of my one of the dua that i've i've kind of kept consistent my whole life is Allahumma sta'amilna wa la tastabdilna, you know, um, for Allah to make use of us um, and not to replace us, you know. And so I'm very, very grateful for this, um, honestly. Like many people can can fill this role and many people can get involved in, in an organization like Yaqeen. And the fact that Allah has allowed us to, to work for his sake, um, I'm very grateful for that. So I just... I just don't, I, I, I want to kind of say it, um, that there are much better people um, than myself to do this. Um, and I'm very grateful that I can play some role in in bringing that kind of body of knowledge at Yaqeen to the forefront. And the last thing uh, I, I'd like to close with is I'd love to hear from the audience, uh, frankly, you know, what's working, what's not. Um, what do we want more of? What do we want less of? So if if we can get that from the audience, that'll be amazing. Yeah, subhanAllah. I'll, I'll uh, also kind of highlight that last point. Uh, check the show notes, the, the description, wherever it is that you're listening to this episode or watching this episode, there's going to be a link there for you to share your thoughts, share your feedback. Uh, we adjust things about the show. We just, wh whether it's topics, whether it's the approach, based on feedback that we've gotten, alhamdulillah, because our goal for the show is not to just put out, you know, 10 episodes, 20 episodes and call it a day, but rather to make this, inshallah, something that has enough value that it could stand on its own and be a regular source, even beyond just ourselves as a team right now. Who knows who 
would be responsible for you know continuing something like this in the future but there's always going to be a need for people who can uh, 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 you know, help us deliver difficult uh, uh, and advanced information, uh, as well as just challenging uh, conversations to de deliver that in a simpler way, in an accessible way. Uh, and so, you know, help us uh, be a part of that work. And, you know, I, I also similarly have to say, Alhamdulillah, that Allah Ta'ala has put us in this position to uh, uh, be a part of uh, offering this type of service. Uh, and we ask Allah Ta'ala to uh, keep us sincere uh, and uh, to accept and to forgive our shortcomings. Uh, and uh, uh, with that, I will uh, p pass back the uh, hosting duties to Muhammad uh, so you can uh, 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 wrap this up for us. Jazakallah khair. Thank you so much. And uh, if you haven't already subscribed, make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also go to uh, yaqeeninstitute.org. Um, all the episodes are there and, and a lot of the show notes as well. Thank you so much. And inshallah, we'll see you season two.